0: Welcome to the Learning to Sit Still Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I want to say thank you for taking a few moments to drop in. And if you enjoy this episode, would you consider sharing it with one other person? I would appreciate it so much. Today, I want to do something a little different and share a couple of thoughts from my personal quiet time. Things that the Lord revealed to me, making me stop and think. I pray that they will be a blessing as well as a challenge to you. We are meant to not simply read God's word to be familiar with it. The ultimate goal is that it pricks our heart and causes us to change some things in our life and shed what's not necessary so that we can become who the Lord wants us to be. Because when we do that, we will make the greatest difference in the lives of others. My first thought comes from Matthew chapter 16 verses 24 and 27, which says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to, to his works. Growing up in church, I heard these verses a lot, that a person needs to deny themselves in order to follow Christ. But what does that word deny really mean? In my mind, it meant giving up things that would distract us from following Christ, letting go of the things that keep us back so we can have hands that are ready and open to take up our cross and follow Christ. But when I did some digging, it meant a little more than that. The word has the idea of denying oneself, renouncing self, to disregard all personal interests and enjoyments. That was eye-opening to say the least. As Americans, we're not accustomed to denying ourselves anything. If we want something, we tend to go and grab it right away. If we want to do something, we simply go and do it. The word deny seems to go well with self-control, the ability to be disciplined, something else Americans are not very good at. There is, however, one group that have mastered this, and that's athletes. Those who desire to be the best in their field have denied themselves. They don't eat whatever they want or spend endless hours doing whatever. Most of their time is spent practicing. I have seen video clips of Simone Biles popping up in my Facebook feed, and it reminds me of just how much she denied herself to achieve what she did she like every athlete kept her mind on the end goal by doing that she could remember why her choices today mattered how is it that athletes have the motivation and drive to achieve a worldly goal something that will pass in a few fleeting moments while many christians are easily distracted by the world's vanities you know self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit and i believe it is the key to some of the others To be long-suffering is to have self-control over your emotions, to choose to be patient when people press your buttons over and over again, and you would rather explode. To be gentle is to be in control of our response, to be gentle versus rough, to be aware of our actions to others. Temperance is also a word similar to self control. Jesus told his disciples that they have to deny themselves if they wanted to follow him, that they needed to lay aside the distractions and focus on what truly mattered. We too must deny ourselves. We must disregard all personal interests and enjoyments that take our eyes off of Jesus. Now, I am not saying that you cannot go play putt putt or go to the beach with your family, but when it consumes us, again, that is the problem. We must be like the athletes, willing to give up whatever is hindering us in our growth. Paul mentions the athletes, how they strived for the goal. When we keep our mind on the end goal, it will help guide the choices we make today. Let's be Christians who are willing to deny ourselves today so that we can stand before the Lord and say we did our best. My second thought comes from John chapter 17 verses 20 through 26 neither pray i for these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou father art in me and i in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me and the glory which thou gavest me i have given them that they may be one even as we are one i in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it and that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. This is probably one of my favorite prayers in the Bible because it is where Jesus prayed for me. He prayed for you. He prayed for those that would believe through the word of the disciples, the ones who would share the gospel with the whole world. The words that Jesus prayed were meant for me. And I find special comfort in that. It is also a reminder of how important it is to share the gospel because we can only believe when we hear. And to hear means someone needs to speak. We are called to speak so that others can believe in his name. Now, there are a few words I want to highlight from this precious prayer. First, Jesus prayed for us to be one. be unified as he and his father are one over and over again he mentioned as thou art in me and i in thee and one one he constantly mentioned it why that the world may believe that thou hast sent me if the world sees the church do nothing but fight all day why would they want a part of that what would draw them to accept the words of a group of people who bicker and argue all day long under constant discord Our faith should unite us, working together like the human body does to accomplish each task. The body would be ineffective, and Paul mentions it if they didn't want to work together, if one wanted to be this, one wanted to do that, it would be ineffective. And we are the same when we do not walk in unity. We will accomplish much more when we are united than we could ever do on our own. We must be people who can be unified in the work of the Lord. Second, Jesus was given a glory from God the Father, and he wanted to bestow it upon us. The word glory means an exalted state of perfection, which is the portion of those who dwell with God in heaven. Wow, it's almost like we've been given a little bit of heaven on earth. This made me think about the many promises and things God offers his children, but how many have we neglected to accept or reach for? We tend to try and do it in our own strength, to live life our own way, to achieve our goals in our own way, and walk in our own ability. But God says, I have provided all you need, if only you would take it. We were never meant to do it ourselves. When we do it ourselves, we end up frustrated. God loves us, and out of that great love, He has given us everything we need to live according to our calling as His children. This thought of glory and provision ties into the next statement, that they may be made perfect in one. See, that word one keeps popping up. The word perfect was a little eye-opening to me. It means to complete, make perfect by reaching the intended goal. What is our intended goal? To become like the Lord Jesus, to be holy as he is holy. That is his desire. Is it a lifelong goal? Yes, because we know we will never be wholly complete until we reach heaven. But our journey begins now. And each journey starts with the first step. The choice is up to us. Are we willing to deny ourselves, shedding the things that are unnecessary, and take the first step toward the intended goal? And the last thing I want to mention is, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, and that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. Be with me where I am. And he is now seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting for us, waiting for us to come home. Home. That is a sweet word. It is the place where we go to get rest. And heaven is our eternal place of rest and where we will be welcomed not as guests but permanent residents and we will be greeted in the presence of the one who loved us the one who never stops loving us and the one who has longed to have us live with him eternally jesus didn't just prepare a place for us to dwell eternally he longs to have us dwell with him eternally in the place where there is no night nor need of the sun because he is there. He is the source of light, a place where all tears are wiped away. Sin no longer has dominion and sorrow is forever banished. This is where those who have called upon the name of the Lord shall dwell forever with the one who gave his life for us and spent his last hours before his arrest speaking these words, praying for us. My friends, we have been prayed for, and that is such a precious thought to me, and I hope it will be to you as well. So when you get discouraged, think about that prayer that he prayed for those that would hear. And with that, we wrap up today's episode. The world is in need of Christians who show forth Christ, and we can only do that When we spend time in the word of God, allowing it to shine into the corners of our hearts, revealing the things that need to go that don't look like the image of our Lord. Take time to not just read God's word, let its truths sink into our soul and move us toward the intended goal of becoming like Jesus. When we do, we will make a difference and be the salt and light this world so desperately needs. (laughs)